Hello, amazing listener. This is TTL with Promise, and TTL simply means truth, thoughts, and lessons. I'm glad and thankful that you made it to this podcast. So this podcast revolves predominantly about the truth of God's word, but you also get to hear my thoughts on certain subjects and lessons I've learned from life's experiences so far. Hello and Happy New Year to you. This is 2024, finally. We made it. (laughs) 2023 was a lot, lots of good, lots of surprises, lots of everything. But we're here and we're all in 2024. Lots of people feel excited, greatly excited about 2024. And I've heard some say that they don't have any anticipation whatsoever. For me, I'd say I feel neutral and I'm in a sober place. But regardless of the different feelings we all have, one thing I've learned is not to judge and act based on how I feel. So I'm turning to God's word and declaring that 2024 is a good year and all things work together for my good in this new year. And I would encourage you to do the same. But before I go all Bible passages and quotes on you, I'm pleased to announce that this is the last episode of the first season of Truth, Thoughts, and Lessons. It's been an amazing journey. TTL has gotten support from both expected and much more unexpected quarters. The support has been unreal and I'm grateful to each and every one of you. So this one month break is to allow you go over episodes you missed or enjoyed so you can glean from it again. And personally, I would also visit every episode and pick up lessons for myself while getting refreshed and preparing for season two. We should have guests next season and I'm super excited for that. Enough about it here. I don't have much to say in this episode, though it may eventually be much, but I have a message for you today. I've said before and I still maintain that there's nothing so special about the new year apart from the fact that we call it so. Because it's just another day we wake up into. The sky does not change color or produce fireworks apart from the ones we introduced to it. But if we've tagged it as special as a day that ushers in a new season, that ushers in renewed hope, then we should treat it as such. And what marks a new season, what marks a special day, is not that I just woke up that day and, oh, it feels special. No, it's the new information we have, the new approach we have, the new strategy we have, the new or renewed visions that we have, the new things that we intend to do, the new action plans. That's what makes it special. That's what makes a new season a new season. Otherwise, you're just in the same place you were, in the same stage, in the same level, and you just feel like there's a different thing. But in reality, you're not seeing any difference. What makes the new year special, what makes any special day special is the action we put into it, is the plans we make for it, is the effort we put into it. So for 2024, I'm not here to tell you, oh, this is the prophetic word of God. We all have pastors and we have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will be giving each and every one of us prophetic instructions from our pastors, from our churches and personally to our spirits but i have four things to say to you i have a message from the holy spirit to you and to me as well because while i was ruminating while i was pondering on what i will be saying now it was just like okay promise this is actually for you and i'll definitely be revisiting this episode over and over this year so in isaiah 43 verse 18 to 19 
God says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So the first thing God is saying to me, to you this year is, let go of 2023. And it means let go of it in the literal sense. Do not remember the former things. It says in verse 18, nor consider the things of old. As you've crossed over into 2024, part ways with 2023. Don't bring over into 2024 the mistakes of 2023, the hurts of 2023, the fears, the failures, the struggles, the pains, everything you couldn't do. Apart from goals you set, which you fell short of, you can bring them over into the new year and that's like the only thing you're permitted to bring. But every other thing, the mistakes you made, the relationships you lost and you're blaming yourself for, the guilt you feel, the regret you feel, the opportunities you missed and everything you're beating yourself up over, God is saying, don't remember them. And he has a reason for saying this. There's something new he's doing that if you don't let go of this old, you will not be able to see because it says in verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Behold means to look, to see, to intentionally look at something and observe it. If you're not letting go of 2023 and previous years, if your hands are still occupied, if your mind is still occupied, if your predominant thoughts still revolve around what you could have done better, there is no how you would be able to turn and see what he's doing now. And God wants you to see. Because when you see it, you know, oh, wow, this is what God is doing. Then you can believe in it's your faith to bring it to physical manifestation. But if that's why he said it before he says he's doing a new thing. The new thing is not actually the issue. God has already promised that he will do a new thing, right? But you have a responsibility. You let go of the past. You don't put new wine inside old wineskin because you'd lose both the wineskin and the wine. The wineskin will burst. God is saying, I have new things that are prepared for you. The Bible says, I has not seen. Ear has not heard. It has not even entered the imaginations of men, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. But he has revealed it to us by his spirit. But you cannot know and you cannot see what the spirit is revealing to you that God is doing for you in 2024 while you are still focused on the past. The first message God is bringing to you today is to let go and let go completely. And guess what? When he says, remember not the former things, he did not say just the negative former things. He means both the good and bad. You probably had wins in 2023. Glory to God. Beautiful. You set your goals and you smashed them. You grew beautiful relationships. You expanded your network. You did exploits for God. You want souls. You were on fire. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And here's what you should do. Celebrate yourself. You did all that. Give yourself a pat on the back. Celebrate yourself in your own way. But after that, move on. Why move on? there is much more greater things to be done. And if you camp in the place of, oh, if you see what I did last year, you would prevent yourself from seeing that God is saying, come up hither, come up to the mountain, let me show you, there's much more to be done. There is more lands to be possessed. There's more territory to be taken. So in 2024, the first thing God is saying to me, the first thing God is saying to you is, remember not the former things. 
In the first episode of this season, I talked extensively about letting go of the past, and it involves both good and bad. If it is negative, throw it away. If it is positive, keep it in your trophy bag and move on. Don't let the winds of yesterday keep you from moving on to greater winds. The Bible says that the path of the righteous shines brighter and brighter unto the perfect dawn. And guess who is now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? You and I. Meaning our lives are supposed to move higher and higher. The quality of our lives is supposed to improve with each day. With each hour, with each passing second, was supposed to be better than the last time. So if last, if 2023 was not all that for you, God is saying in 2024, I am doing something much more beautiful, which you've not even seen before. Or will you let go of this and embrace this? And if 2023 was all that for you, your best year yet, God is saying you've not seen anything. I am only started. So let go of that as well. And let me usher you into what I am doing now. I will make a way in the wilderness. Wilderness is like a thick forest where, you know when it says what is lost in the woods, there is no way out. There's just shrubs everywhere and giant trees. You're not seeing any way. There's no possible solution. You've tried and tried and tried. It's not working. God is saying, don't worry. In 2024, I am making a way in that wilderness. But let's go of this first. Let's go of the struggles. Yes, I saw you try last year. You actually did try. Embrace my wisdom this time around. He says, rivers even in the deserts. In the dry land, in the place where you experience dryness and all kinds of moods, all kinds of depression, all kinds of sorrow, all kinds of, I don't think God is near me, I think God is far, all kinds of, Holy Spirit, did you abandon me? All kinds of negative emotions, fear, anxiety, worry. God is saying this year you would enjoy the refreshing and renewing of the Holy Spirit consistently. Waters will flow again, living waters will flow from within you, but will you let go? Will you let me show you what I am doing and how to get into it? Remember not the former things. That's the focus. You have to mention it first because the promise is dependent on obeying that instruction. Like I said in my first episode, when God says forget, it does not mean it will not come to your memory. It does not mean it will not come to your mind because we're human beings. We cannot just factory reset our brains and then suddenly we can't remember anything. No. That's why it says consider not the old things. Don't dwell on it. The devil may try to remind you. You're trying again. This girl, you don't hear or you know they listen. Didn't you try to do this last year and it woefully failed? Didn't you try to serve God? Didn't you try to preach? Didn't you try to have a consistent prayer life? Didn't you try to grow that business? Didn't you try to build meaningful relationships? Didn't you try to show love to others? Were you not wounded? Were you not broken? Were you not hurt? Were you not cheated? Did people not betray you? Didn't you try? Didn't you try to work on yourself? Didn't you try to improve on your character? Didn't you try to do all of that? And now you're here trying again. You don't learn. I'll show you. And then you just remember now. God is saying no. Now I am in the picture. He says, I will do a new thing. He did not say you will. He is the one doing the new thing. Your work is to let go of all you held on to before. Everything that held you bound, everything that held you down, that slowed your pace, that slowed your journey. God is saying, let go of it and see what I am doing, not you are doing. Because he is the one that works in us, both to desire and to do. If he has put those righteous desires in you to do better, to take on that challenge again, to do more for him, he will work it out of you, but let's go. And if along the line you make a mistake, because we are still human, or you fall short of your plans, and you're feeling bad, you're feeling despondent, remember that 
the past that God is saying you should let go of is as close as minutes ago. The past is not necessarily last year or last month. Even five minutes ago is the past. So long as I have received new understanding now, I know better. I know that was wrong. I know that was a bad decision. I know that was a mistake. I know I shouldn't have taken that step. And I know now. And I have repented. I have turned away from that. I talked about repentance in the episode titled Not a Quick Fix. So long as I have realized that this is wrong, it may not even be seen. It may just be a bad decision, maybe a bad business decision or a bad whatever form of bad decision. And I realized that, okay, I shouldn't have done things that way. I don't now sit and beat myself up for this and waste my life. Waste, because time is life. Time is ticking. Each second counts in 2024. That's another thing God has been saying to me. And I am saying it to you. In 2024, always remember that one of the resources God has given us is our time. Every second counts. That's why the Bible says, redeeming the day. The day is made up of seconds. Every minute counts. So the, we don't have time to sit and mope about what we did and what we could have done better, even in this year. As it is happening, I'm picking myself up. Okay, all hope is not lost. All hope cannot be lost for us. We have an advantage. All I have to do is to realize, okay, this should not be. I repent of it, if need be. I turn away. I make better choices moving on. So when the devil comes and is trying to say, Shebi, you said in 2024 you'll do better. Now look at you making foolish decisions again. Just tell him, ah, sorry, you came late. You did not catch me. I've left. I left that place a while ago. Go back to where you're coming from. Because that's not us in this year. You pick yourself up and move on. Receive the grace of God. The grace of God is abundant, ever flowing. In 2024, we're treating each day as a gift. Each day is an opportunity to start afresh, a chance to do better. My pastor read a verse in our women's program earlier last year and it stuck with me. It says, awake, put on your beautiful garments. She says, when you wake up each day, treat it as the best day of your life yet, as a special day. She says, you only put on beautiful garments when you're expecting something out of the ordinary. You're expecting something spectacular to happen. You're, you're preparing for an important event. She says, treat each day as important. When you wake up, put on your beautiful garments, put on your smile, Put on your confidence, put on your Godfidence. Put on everything you have and step into the day. Treat each day as a gift. Put on your spiritual armor, put on your physical armor, put on your emotional armor, all the armor you have. Put everything on and step into each day. In 2024, we make the most of each day. Remember not the former things and do not consider the things of old. Now, in verse 19, God says, Behold, how do you look at what God is doing? It is simple. The word of God spoken to your spirit is how you get to know what God is doing. In this season, don't joke with the prophetic word of God. God can speak to you through his word while you are studying and meditating on it, or he can speak to you through his servants. But whatever God is saying to you this season, don't joke with it. Now that you've turned your eyes away from the past and you're looking to the present and the future, what is God saying now? What is God saying for today? What is God's word for this year, for this season of my life? What does God intend for these areas of my life? Once you receive that word, write it down and keep meditating on it till there is faith in your heart. Faith is not, oh, this makes sense, I agree. No, no, no. Faith is you believing to the point where nothing can convince you otherwise. And it does not come by just memorizing it or just saying, oh, that's good. No, no, no. It comes by meditation. 
you keep looking at it the bible says we continue to behold you keep meditating on that word till your spirit takes hold of it the bible says faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen faith is just like this has not happened in the physical but i am doubly sure 100 sure that this is already mine so you don't even ask god for it again you're now giving thanks till that happens you've not believed if you still think about that area and there's still some form of worry and anxiety you've not believed yet the bible says abraham believed god he believed god to the point where he was willing to sacrifice isaac because he was 100 sure that god would raise him from the dead there was no question in his mind about sacrificing his son he knew beyond doubt that this one would come back because he had a promise from god this is the one through which i would make you the father of nations it is true isaac so he knew that's faith this kind of faith does not come by God said, this is my house for the year. On the 31st night, you say amen and then you go. Then sometime in February, something happens that looks contrary to that and you're wondering, God, where's your face? This is not what we discussed. Now, you've shown that you've not believed yet. And if you see how Abraham came about that kind of faith, God had to speak to him over and over. God would show him in pictures. Look at the stars in the sky. Look at the sand by the seashore. He had to keep telling him. It was consistently before him. And one day, spirit just grabbed it. Oh, I finally understand what you're saying, God. It did not happen in one day. You have to keep meditating on it till your spirit grabs it. Then your mind understands it. If you notice, God had to paint a mental picture for Abraham. Look at this. Then when he pictured the stars of the sky, he thought, hmm. I can't count all the stars. God was like, yes, you get it now. But they sent down to be uncountable. And I was like, oh, that's what you've been trying to say. So your mind grabbing it is just like a mental picture, a vision forming in your mind. This is what God is saying to me. There may be something God wants you to do for that area that would actually unlock the physical manifestation of it. You receive God's practical wisdom and keep applying it while giving thanks and then waiting for its manifestation. In this year, get up from the tomb of the past and turn your face to the light of God's word. The Bible says, Arise and shine in Isaiah 60, verse 1, for your light has come. And it also says in Psalms 119, verse 105, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light unto my path. So if God says, Arise and shine, your light has come, and the Bible says, God's word is that light. Which means the light you've been looking for, the clarity you seek, is found in God's word. And not only will it provide direction for you in 2024, it will come with the assurance of its fulfillment if you are willing. If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. If you're willing to receive God's word for you and stay on it and believe it, you will eat the good of this year. I said I had four things to say, right? One down, three more to go. The next thing the Holy Spirit is saying to you regarding 2024 is found in Acts 1 verse 4. Jesus commanded his disciples not to leave Jerusalem, but to tarry there till they received the promise of the Father, which they had heard of from him. And I'm super glad they waited. The next thing God is saying to me and you in 2024 is to wait on him. Tarry you. You've heard from God what he's doing in this season. He has said it in Isaiah 43 verse 19, that behold, I'm doing a new thing and you will know it. But will you be patient enough to wait till you see it manifested? In January, we usually get so excited to receive the word for the year and all that God is saying, but how often do we experience the manifestation of those words during the year? Sincerely, this is also a note to myself. 
In 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, the Bible says, For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. There are so many promises God has made to us. And in this season, God is saying, this is what I will be doing. And for every promise God has made, they are yes in Christ. There is a stamp of yes. The day you come to claim it, there is a yes from Jesus Christ to you. But it says there is a corresponding yes and amen that is to come from us. And towards the end of last month, the Holy Spirit asked me, promise, where's your amen? God will never lie. If God has said, I will do something, he will do it. But we have a responsibility to say an amen to his promises. In 2024, wait on God till you see the tangible evidence of every word is spoken to you. The Bible says, that which we have heard and seen and looked at, our hands have handled. That which you've heard from God, has your hand been handling it? In 2024, will your hands handle what God has said to you? What God is saying to you about this season? We said we would listen, right? We would pay attention, we would look at what God is saying as revealed by his word to us. But will our hands handle it? It's dependent on us, not God. God has promised to make us witnesses, but how can we tell what we've not experienced? The first thing to do, like I said, is to believe the word of God that he has spoken. Write it down and meditate on it till your spirit grabs it. Note that some may manifest instantly, according to the time of men, but some may take time, according to the time of God. So while waiting on God, what do you do? When God says, wait on me, waiting on God does not mean inactivity. You just sit each day, you don't do anything, you don't do anything at all, you don't go to work, you just sit all day in your house, you don't eat, you don't drink, you're just sitting, saying you're waiting on God. Sorry. Unless you're led by the Holy Spirit to do that, that may end in fertility. But what do you do while waiting on God? You're active, you're giving Him thanks daily for that which you have received. You confess and declare the word He has spoken to you. Declare it over that area that this is what God has said concerning this area and I receive this. And then you listen for divine instruction and practical wisdom from God. In waiting on God, there's nothing like murmuring or grumbling because it portrays fear and it shows that you've actually not believed because peace is the first hallmark of an answered prayer. In 2024, our lives will be evident testaments of God's faithfulness in keeping his word if we wait on him to see the manifestation of every word he has spoken to us. Now the third thing the Holy Spirit is saying to me and you in this year is for us to own our identity. Promise, own your identity as a child of God. 2024 is the year to know who you are 2024 is the year to possess your identity and leave it out. This is something the Holy Spirit started teaching me last year and Lord, I'm ready now. (laughs) As a child of God, you need to understand that you no longer belong to this world. You've been brought into the kingdom of the dear Son of God, Jesus Christ. As children of God, we've been brought into a place of dominance. The Bible says we're seated with Christ Jesus at the right hand of God 
I mean, the day you understand that there is a place where you are seated that is far above principalities, it did not just say above, it says far. Like, it's trying to show you the distance, the gap between you and any form of power. And not just far, above. Meaning they, they are beneath. Meaning they, they are below. You are above. Now, far above all principalities and powers. And not just above, somewhere in the sky. At the right hand of God, the Almighty God, Lord of all. If you understand this position in 2024, you would move differently. You see, John the Baptist preached that the kingdom of God was coming. But Jesus came and said, the kingdom of God is now. For God has chosen to dwell among men. Heaven is now within us because God now lives in us. We are now like ambassadors in this world. We belong to a different kingdom, but we are here as divine emissaries with a reconciliation agenda and we live in the spiritual embassy of God's kingdom. In the spirit, your location does not read North America or Nigeria or Europe or Asia. It reads heaven. Because that's where we are. We may be physically present in a particular geographical location, but Jesus says you are in this world, but not of the world. We are like ambassadors here. We live in an embassy here on earth. It is not seen with the eyes. So the same way an embassy is situated within a country, but it's not subject to the country's economic conditions or security conditions, even though it is present within its territory physically. The same way we are here, but we are not of here. So God exemplified this with Goshen and Egypt. When the Israelites were exempted from the plagues, even though they were in Egypt. So the Egyptians were being plagued and in Goshen there was nothing of the sort. God was showing us that this is what is to come. A time will be where my people will be on earth, but they will be exempted from the causes of sin, from the consequences of sin, from the causes of the law, from, from the dominion of darkness, from the authority of the devil. Imagine if you understood that God actually lives in you. Jesus Christ said, All power has been given to me in heaven and in earth. And at the mention of my name, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord of things in heaven and on earth and beneath the earth and in the entire universe. And do you know what? This name that he received, this authority that Jesus Christ received is not for him to use. He is already God. Who did he receive it for? Us. He's in heaven. He's untouchable. You can't touch him. You can't do nothing to him. He received it for you and I. So imagine if you understood that Jesus Christ has actually given you his name, his authority. He has brought you to an elevated place. He has given you the key, the tool to actually command things to work the way you want to see it according to God's will. Imagine if you understood this. Imagine if you understood that everything that God willed to Christ is now yours because you're now joined here with him. Jesus Christ was the only begotten of the Father. So everything that God has, he willed to his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. But now, Jesus Christ is no longer the only son. He now has brothers and sisters. We are joined here with him. And he did not share it and say, okay, you, you have this divine healing. You, you have divine exemption and protection you you have divine wisdom let me share it so it will be equal he says everything i have 
each of you has access to every single thing as well. Because God did not come to dwell in us in part. He gave us his fullness. Out of his fullness we have received. So also, everything that he has willed to Christ, he did not give us access to it in part. Everything that Christ has access to, we have access to it. Imagine if you understood this. Imagine if you knew that you were settled for life. The Bible says that God has given to us all that pertains to life and godliness. All that we need for a good life here on earth and for it to be a godly one. God has already given it to us. If you knew all this, wouldn't your disposition change? Wouldn't your language be different? Would you feel helpless? Jesus Christ said, As I am, so are you in this world, and greater things than I did, you will do. If you knew this, wouldn't you sleep in the midst of the storm like Jesus did? Because if the worst happens, you know you'll ditch the boat and walk on water after calming the waves. Because if Jesus Christ did it and he says he has given me the power to do even greater things, why should I worry? In 2024, ditch the language of uncertainty. Don't join the bandwagon to say, hey, no, nobody knows, oh, nobody knows what tomorrow will be. Hey, I know what tomorrow will be because he has given me the right and the authority to command my life to be whatever I say it will be. So I know. I know that all things will work together for my good. I can wake up in the morning and command my day. The Bible says, I has not seen, he has not heard. But it has been revealed to us by the word. I know what tomorrow will be. I know what 2024 will be. As children of God, we are certain. Dear child of God, this is the year to ditch religion. Just going to church and spiritual rights. No. In this season, know your God, because it is them that know their God that will do exploits, the Bible says. And the more you know your God, the more you know yourself. When you see that God is strong, you discover your strength. When you see that he is Rapha, you discover divine healing. You see that he is your helper, you discover that you are not alone. You see that he is Jaira, you discover that you are supplied for. In 2024, fix your gaze on the sun as revealed in the word. Jesus came to show us that we can be fully human and fully divine as well. So you sleep today and perform miracles tomorrow. You walk to Jerusalem in the morning, you walk on water in the evening. You eat in the afternoon, you waste the dead in the evening. And you go about doing good. That's what Jesus Christ came to show us. He came to show us how to be human and fully be a son of God. After discovering your identity as a son of God, you're no longer just an ordinary person, weak, helpless, just another human being that does not know what life will be, does not know where they are headed, just trying to wing it and let's see how and let's see how far and how well it goes. And after this, we just I don't even think, I don't know. Let's just see what we end up after now. No, that's not you, and that's not me. We have hope, we have help. We have an advantage. We are divine first. Our first nature is now divine. Then we are human because we still live in this body. So after discovering your identity, own it, live it, talk it, act like it. Don't succumb to the pressure of trying to seem cool or trying to relate. If you can't relate, say so or you keep quiet. Don't sabotage your faith and confessions because you want to relate. Uh, it's true, even myself. When even you didn't self anything, <laughs> don't don't do that in 2024. Carry the light you receive like basket on your head. Jesus Christ says you are 
the light of this world. There's enough darkness out there already. You don't need to try to dim your light to try to fit into the darkness. We're not called to try to fit in. We're called to illuminate. Darkness cannot stand. Our role is not to try to relate. Hey, that's true. Mm, No. It should be, oh, there's a child of God here. There's hope. That's what it should be in 2024. Illuminate the darkness everywhere you go. Son of God, don't arrive. That's what should be said this year when you arrive in a place. Of course, not to fanatical levels. Please show empathy and be led by the Holy Spirit. But you know what I'm trying to say? In 2024, own your identity as a child of God. Be bold about it. Embrace it. Speak like it and live it out. And finally, number four. In 2024, the Holy Spirit is saying to you and I, own your life. Promise. Own your life. In 2024, don't live your life to chance. It's about time you realize that your life is in your hands. Actually, no one will live this life better than you. Stop letting time and chance happen to you. Take matters into your own hands. Yeah, I mean the matters of your life. Please, stop being a spectator in your own life. Stop standing aside with arms akimbo and just watching your life happen. Whatever happens, well, what could I have done? You know, some things you just can't call. Hey, no. Even people without God know that there's an amount of control they have over their lives. You can put in effort. You can sow the right seed into your life and reap the harvest of all that you desire. In 2024, have this mindset that your life is in your hands. You wake up in the morning and you go, I don't know how today will be. Well, let's just try again. And you return in the evening and it's like, today was just one kind. I don't even know what happened. I just hope tomorrow will be better. And probably out of seven days in a week, three days go well and the rest is just like, I don't know what happened. Have you not realized that it's because you're leaving your time to chance? What if you decide and say, seven days of the week, I would have seven good days. Even when on some days, everything tries to make it look like it will not work, I would not flinch and my confessions will not change. I would have a good day. I would give it my best shot. I would confess the word of God. I will show up regardless of how I feel, regardless of what is happening. I will do all that is required of me. In 2024, I will have a very good day each day. If everything is happening for me to lose my joy, for me to lose my peace, for me to lose my calm, I choose to hold on because why? I am not led by my feelings. This message is not to anybody. It is to God's child. The Bible says we are no longer led by our flesh, but by the Spirit of God. And the Bible says the fruits of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Nothing will happen in any day of 2024 that will make me lose my joy lose my peace, lose my kindness. No. I would own my life in 2024. I would dictate to myself how I would feel. I would dictate to my day how it will go. I would I would control and condition my environment. Because why live your life to be decided by fate and the universe? When the controller of all says you now have the power to decide what happens in your own life. You see 2024, be very clear about the life you want and about how you want to end the year. Write it down. And after doing this, 
count the costs. What would it take you to get to that end point? That desire, how you want the year to end for you. What would it take you? Find it out and tell yourself, I'm going to give it all the good it takes. I did not say all it takes. I said all the good it takes. As a child of God, you don't do things at all costs. You do things at all good costs. So sit by yourself and tell yourself, this is how my 2024 will be. This is the significant role 2024 has to play. This is how my year should end. In relation to my purpose, ask yourself, what would it take? From spiritual development to self-development to relationships to savings to consistency, diligence, partnerships, whatever good thing is required of you to do to get you to that end point, I'm going to give it all it takes. I'm leaving no stone unturned. The Holy Spirit asked me last month, he said, promise, what are you scared of? And I was like, oh, a question. The Spirit is asking me a question. And I've learned from my pastor that whenever God asks a question, you should actually listen, not answer first. Listen to know what he is trying to say to you. He said, what are you scared of? Are you scared that if you do the right things, if you apply all the principles you know, if you put to practice everything you've learned, are you scared that you still won't get it? Are you scared that you would fail? Are you scared that if you seek God the right way, you would not find him? Are you scared that God will back out? Are you scared that God will not fulfill his word if you actually believe him completely? He said, what are you scared of exactly? I saw a documentary earlier this year that I've had to watch over and over. And the last time I saw it, I picked something the man was saying early in his life. He asked his wife, he says, what if I'm not who I think I am? What if... I don't actually have the potentials I think I have. What if I actually lack the ability to be great? The ability to do something great? What if I'm just meant to be ordinary? To be like just everybody and just pass through life and just take whatever comes my way? What if I'm an imposter? What if I don't have what it takes to be successful? What if I'm only lying to myself? What if it's all in my head? And his wife said, no, I believe in you. But what are you scared of? I just remember that scene when the Holy Spirit asked me, What exactly am I scared of? During IFPC this year, a convention we hold in my church, there was a talk session about failure and failure syndrome. And one of the speakers defined failure syndrome to be a mindset that convinces you that you cannot produce the results you want, that you cannot do that thing you want to do, that you lack the ability to produce expected results. And this actually keeps people back from getting things done more than failure itself like you've not even failed but you're not willing to try you're not willing to give it your best so you just give it the barest minimum and when it eventually does not work out your pain just slightly but not so pain because you have excuses and eh, i did not really put in so much effort so i was not really expecting it to work no it's coming from a place where you know everything that is expected of you you know what you should do or you're scared that if you actually give it your all, if you actually put in all the right seeds, what if it does not yield the harvest I desire? So instead, you just sow little seeds and pay no attention to it. And when it does not work out, you know, say, well, uh, I'm not really. No, you were really, you really wanted it to work. In 2024, the Holy Spirit is saying to you, what are you scared of? 
that's unbelief if you don't know it yet that's unbelief you pray but somehow you don't really pray with all your hearts because there is a little god man i've prayed before and it looked like god did not hey there's times when god answered but i've prayed before and it looked like god did not answer that one this time around i don't want to i don't want to feel disappointed again no remember the first thing the holy spirit said to you that you should let go of the past remember not the former things no don't bring in that unbelief to 2024 believe in the lord your god believe in yourself you have the ability as a child of god you have everything it takes to get your desires to live a good life on earth and a godly one if you will tap into those potentials that god has put in you for some people you've studied enough you've gotten the required skills you've prayed you've fasted you've set goals you've strategized what are you scared of who are not as good as you in your industry are getting all the money getting all the attention they're getting ahead doing exploits people that don't know as much scriptures as you people that don't pray as much as you do are doing exploits for god they're healing the sick they're winning souls to god they're discipling souls you just sit back and get more angry each day saying no this thing is this thing is crap i can do better this is below par this is below excellent but you're not doing anything about it and have you paused to ask yourself why are you scared that if you actually put yourself out there you find out it's not good enough who told you you're not good enough who told you your skills are not good enough yet who told you god cannot use you who told you you're not fit to be used by god in 2024 what if i finally own my life give it my all what if i fail or what if i fall short of my dreams what if i don't have what it takes what if and and every other what ifs that may be running through your mind tell you what Every great person had their what-ifs. That you have a great deal of uncertainty is sometimes proof that you're onto something big. And one year is actually too small to prove you a failure. You have years ahead of you to learn, unlearn, relearn, and reapply. And before I go all practical, I would suggest that if you often have these thoughts this these thoughts that foster inferiority that make you feel like an imposter i'd suggest you find your anchor in god's word the bible says it will not put to shame those who trust in him it is trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding in all your ways acknowledge the lord and he will direct your paths i suggest that you plan with god put him first and let him direct you in that way there's an assurance you have that god is in this with me god is in my life with me he's directing my life i cannot fail now back to being practical in 2024 dot your eyes and cross your t's do all that needs to be done but you see don't sit on the bench of procrastination disguised as preparation and while away time because you're scared Ditch activity for productivity. In 2024, own your life. Show up every day like it's the best day of your life yet. Treat every day as special. Speak God's word before you and let it go on to make the crooked path straight. Then step in as a winner. I said I did not have much to say, right? I guess I didn't. (laughs) 
This episode is one I certainly would listen to over and over this year because these words are just for me. And Father, I thank you for this new year. Thank you for this new season you're ushering us into. Thank you for preservation of life and purpose for our loved ones. Thank you for health and protection. For the festive season, for strength and vitality. Thank you for renewed hope and vision. Thank you for the journey before us and thank you for the assurance of your presence. Thank you for the ministry of your word and for the ministry of your Holy Spirit. Many things to be grateful for, Father. Thank you for your benevolence in giving us every other good thing alongside your Son, Jesus Christ. And today we come boldly before your throne and for every area of our lives in which we need your grace, we receive that today. We receive grace to put the past behind us and forge ahead. We receive grace to keep our eyes fixed on what you're doing now that you've revealed to us. Grace to wait on you till our hands handle your promises. Grace to embrace and live out our identity. And grace to take charge of our lives in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. For out of the abundance of your grace we have received, in the name of Jesus, Amen. And with that, we've come to the end of this episode and the end of the first season. Whew, it's been a journey and a worthwhile one. I feel so emotional right now because TTL literally dragged me out of my comfort zone. But I'm grateful for the growth that has come with it. I'll tell the behind-the-scenes story of this season someday. But till then, keep listening and sharing to everyone you know. And I'm grateful for your immense support. I do not take it for granted. And if this episode or previous ones have blessed you, I hope and believe it has. I would love to hear from you. Feel free to drop a comment below. And you can also get in touch with me on Instagram at promiseanago. Until next season! Remain in the hands of God.